My name is Sarah Dudnitz, and you're listening to PR Hangover, a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PR SSA chapter. All right, guys, welcome to PR Hangover. Um, today we have an episode, a panel with some of our current um, PRSSA members um, talking about sort of mental health in college, anxiety, and of course this year um, with the ongoing COVID-19 situation, um, everything is just sort of exacerbated and a little more challenging. But um, to start off our panel, do you guys wanna go ahead and introduce yourselves a little bit? For sure, okay. I'm Samantha Brigham, and I'm a member of PRSSA and a account executive for Grant PR. Hi, I'm Allison Cantor. I am a junior in the Ad PR program, and I'm the vice president of public relations for PRSSA and an account associate at Grand PR. Hi, my name is Delaney McKenzie. Um, I'm the president of Grand Valley's PRSSA chapter. I'm a senior in the advertising and public relations program. Hi, I'm Lindsay Corwin, and I am a sophomore, and I am a part of PRSSA and an account associate for Grand PR. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I know that this is not um, an ideal way to do a panel conversation um, over video chat, but we're just going to do the best we can, and we're just going to roll with it. And then we have our lovely moderator, Adrian. Adrian, do you just want to say hello? Yeah. Hi. Thanks for doing this. I think it's always really important. I'm Dr. Adrienne Wallace, and I'm the faculty advisor for Public Relations Student Society of America, you find people, um, and the faculty advisor for Grand PR. And every year, I am um, faced with a lot of high achieving students like yourself, who are quote unquote freaking out, which are words we no longer use in my classroom, right, Allison? And, <laughs> and, um, I'm just always really curious about, you know, how students really are, as opposed to how we sometimes tell people we are. So, um, yeah, I'm going to Oprah this for a little bit, Sarah. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. All right. So really, how are you though? How are you really is what I've been like asking people in zoom calls and stuff since this is, we can't escape this environment now. So Delaney, how are you really today? Um, a little stressed today, um, but doing well. I think I adapted pretty well to being quarantined um, at home. I'm not really bothered by like not being able to go outside because like I feel like what's important is to understand what is going on. Like we are at home to stay safe, to stay healthy, and to make sure other people in our community are healthy and safe. So I think that's helped me to stay positive um, when I am at home and feeling down or like feeling stuck, if you will. Like I just try to remind myself of like what I'm thankful for. Like I might be home for a couple of weeks or for who knows how long, but like I think about my parents are home and healthy right now and my friends are being healthy and safe and I can see everybody virtually right now. And that's no, that's not the same, but it's enough like for me to get by. So I'm doing, I'm doing all right, I think. Allison, how are you feeling, really? I am, like Delaney said, a little bit stressed. I think it's hard to be completely okay when there's so many unknowns, and unknowns are something I don't really do well with. Um, I'm not the person who needs to have, like, a planned out life, but, like, when I don't have the answers to, like, questions on, like, how the car payment's being made this month, like, things like that mm -hmm. really get me. But other than that, um, honestly, like, I'm doing okay. Um, I 
do okay like in my house like my house is kind of like a good place for me to be in um I'm happy that I'm quarantined with my roommates and I I know this isn't forever so I am thankful that it's happening in a time where we can still like meet virtually and like be around each other virtually. Lindsay? I'm doing pretty well. Um, shockingly feeling a little relieved that the semester's kind of wrapping up a little bit. Um, semester's coming to a close, assignments are getting finished. Um, but obviously pretty anxious still with like staying in my house all day, not really leaving at all. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns like Allison and Delaney said, so that kind of can drive someone up the wall if they're not really prepared to handle that super well. Mm -hmm. Sam, what about you? Um, I feel like I haven't been great, which I, I feel comfortable saying. I feel like there are a lot of things going on, which we've all kind of talked about. The semester is coming to a close and it is my last semester. So I think that that has caused a lot of extra um, stress, a lot of extra anxiety, thinking about what comes after when things are so uncertain. Um, but I have been very lucky to be quarantined with people who I can rely on and I can talk to. So that's been good. But yeah, I mean, things have been hard and I think things have been hard for everyone. So it's, and that's okay. We're just working through it. Sarah, what about you? Um, it's sort of like a day by day type of thing. I feel like most days, like I'm doing well, I feel like I can manage everything. And then every now and then there's a day that's like so low. Um, so I don't know, today today is good, but then there's days where, cause I'm graduating in a couple days as well. Mm -hmm. um, so like kind of really just bitter about things being this way. Um, cause it's not fair that, you know, this is all happening and like, that's okay. But um, every now and then, there will just be a day where everything sort of hits. But most of the time I, I can manage, I'm an introvert in a homebody, so I'm doing more than okay being here. But um, yeah, some days are just hard. So do you think that everybody feels this way? Do you think that you all are like predisposed to these feelings because you've self-reported having anxiety anyway, or like anxious feelings at, at, I know, at different points of your lives? Um, is it like compounding or is it just like the same, same feelings that you've had day to day, probably forever, as long as you can remember? I mean, anxiety is like, you know, it's just always kind of with you. Um, and do you think that that weight is like heavier or do you think it's, it's just a different type? I feel a little different. Like, part of my anxiety has been like lifted off of my chest because like I don't have to be leaving the house and running to like 10 different places every mm -hmm. single day and like feeling like I can't catch my breath at the end of a day. Um, so I'm a little comforted by everything I have to do still every day. Like I can just do it at home and I don't love like only being in one specific place to get everything done. Cause I'm like less productive in one environment. Um, but I have noticed my anxiety kind of like wane off a little bit during this time. Yeah, I agree. Um, my anxiety feels honestly a little bit better. Um, I think my, even though it's like the weirdest way for this to happen, like I think my brain is taking this as like a restart moment where I can like really like sit here and think about like everything that's happened to me over the past couple of years. And like, I don't think, I think we're all really busy and we don't really get to do that a lot. Um, so I think it's definitely like a different type of anxiety, but I also think 
it's kind of like the anxiety that like I think everyone's feeling and I do think everyone feels a little bit of anxiety about this like we never thought we'd be sitting in quarantine like this wasn't part of the plan like no one thought this I mean I guess people think this was gonna happen but like that's not what we were made to do like we weren't made to sit inside so I mean like that on top of like I think it's natural for like society to kind of invalidate like the way everybody's feeling by being like, well, this generation had it worse. And like, I think it's okay for us to be upset and it's okay for us to be bitter that we're like not, well, not me personally, but it's okay for people to like be bitter that they're missing out on things. Like it's okay to be sad that you're missing things. And I think like that's a big part of like people feeling so sad is like they feel like they can't express it because like they're healthy and like there's other concerns besides like, health um i think like it's definitely a lot of people are feeling like this um excuse me people with anxiety are probably feeling it a little bit more um i know that like for me it's a little i feel like there's two different aspects of it um because i don't have to go out and socialize with people every day anymore um so that part is kind of like calmed down a little bit but like video calls or phone calls or that type of thing can sometimes still get to me a little bit. Um, And there's still like the anxiety of I'm not being as productive as I am in my normal daily life. Um, So I think that's definitely like weighing on me a little bit more than usual right now. All right. So a couple of you have addressed this idea of like productivity and where you feel like you're the most productive or you're the like best version of your working self. And where is that usually for you guys? I'm someone where I have to be in a new environment to be productive. So before this happened, I did not do my homework at home. Like I would drive to the library, I would go to campus, a coffee shop, anywhere. And I would stay there until my homework is done because I know when I come home, like I hang out with my roommates and we just talk and I like can't focus and I don't feel like this is the most um, educational environment for me to be the best student I can be. So I do think because we are still in school right now, I think that's why I'm handling the situation better because I do still have some type of routine and schedule. Um, One of my roommates graduated um, in the winter and she is at home now um, and doesn't like go to work anymore right now during the situation. And she's like struggling with this more than I am. So I do think that's why I'm doing better right now. Like it does help to still have classes. Like we still have e-board meetings all the time. I'm still talking to other people. I think if I didn't have anything going on right now, that would be a lot harder. Sam, what about you? Um, I also never study at home. It's been kind of a rule all of the years that I've been in school that, you know, when I'm home, I'm a little bit more relaxed. I have people that I hang out with when I'm here. So I do go to the library. I spend a lot of time in Um, the performing arts center on campus coffee shops anywhere where there's a little bit of background noise but i'm like not really talking to other people and it's been kind of hard trying to figure out where in my house is the best place to be productive i've been switching spots up to try and kind of throw myself off from getting too comfortable um, and to try to kind of set a routine where i know what time i'm doing my homework or when i need to get things done because the change has been so drastic and that's been it's been kind of hard to figure out where the best place and the best time to do everything is to be as productive as possible. Yeah, I'm definitely also someone who doesn't really do homework at home. 
So learning how to make myself do homework at home now is definitely something that I've been struggling with. Mm -hmm. If and I've been, like Sam said, um, changing where I do homework, I'll do it at my desk some days, do it at my kitchen counter other days, just to kind of like change things up. But normally if I was on campus, I wouldn't really have a ton of time to do homework. So every spare moment I have, I would just sit down and do whatever I could. So it was never really a routine place, but it just wasn't ever at home. So I think that's definitely the biggest change for me. So can we talk for a second about like where you're physically located? Like some of you are with your family, right? And then some of you are at school still. So um, I don't, at Grand Valley, it kind of came to, I don't, we, it was like a, when I remember sitting in night class, it was like Wednesday night and every, and we had speakers and all of a sudden everyone was getting the, like the email from the president about the next day being like Thursday being done. Like we're canceled for, you know, indefinite period of time. And so some of you had to go home, home, right. And then some of you stayed. So one, if you went home and you're with your family now, how, like, what's that like? How are you doing? Um, because, you know, now you have like, I mean, other people with not your same schedule and different needs and they're probably going through their own things. So how is that helping or hurting what it is that you're feeling? Yeah, I, so first of all, that Wednesday night that you mentioned when everything was sort of announced, um, I didn't realize that I was sitting in my last in-person college class ever. So that was a very strange and surreal thing to realize. Um, but then I spent a couple days with my roommates and then came back home at my parents' request. Um, and I keep telling people, like I, I don't know any like 21 year old person who is like, yes, I just wanna be at home with my family every hour. <laughs> like, right. So fun, right? Like no one, this isn't ideal. And then going along with, graduating and one of my roommates is now moving to Tennessee so I'll you know I'll never live with her again um that's just everything's just a lot to process but um yeah I think that's where a lot of that like bitterness comes from is knowing that I'll never get this time back with my best friends so that's been kind of hard I stayed well, I was gonna say in, who else is at home oh so I'm not at home I actually oh, gotcha. stayed I stayed in Allendale yeah um, and it was only going to be for a little while when I kind of figured out how I could be the most productive and where I needed to be. And then the situation changed a little bit. Um, I'm from Traverse City. So obviously Northern Michigan is kind of off, off limits right now. And it, it created this kind of what if effect, like I can't go home now. So what if I was more productive if I was home with my family, if I knew what was happening with them, it creates this extra layer of how are they doing with how am I doing, even though I can't like physically go be with them. So that's been kind of hard trying to figure out what would have been better and having to realize that I can't change it and I just need to be okay with what's happening now. And Lindsay, you're at home, right? Yes, I'm at home right now. Um, How is the move here. home? It's been um, a very unique adjustment for me. Um, going from being on campus, like when we got the notification, I was at work and um, all my coworkers were like, oh, can we leave? And I was like, no um and then family texting me and like when are you coming home um so it was definitely like a very crazy first like figuring out what i'm gonna do um but i ended up coming home a few days after the announcement and it's been an adjustment my family um 
my mom doesn't work and my dad is still at work. He's an essential worker. So I've been spending most of my time with my. I'm back to her. She's a little frozen. It looks like. So Allison, where are you at? So I actually stayed um, at Grand Valley. I, my parents and I definitely like have the relationship where like they want me to be independent. Um, they, if I want, really wanted to go home, like they would have had me, but, um, my mom works at a hospital in Wayne County. Um, and it's just not the best place for me to be. Um, I didn't know what I had been around. I don't know what they had been around. And I think that we are both kind of like in the understanding that we're in completely different parts of the state. Like, whatever we'd been around was completely unique to us and we didn't need to mix. And though I like do miss my mom and like my family and it's really hard to like not really know when you're going to see them again. Um, and as like holidays pass and like my birthday's coming up, like it does get a little sad, but I am very lucky to like be with my roommates. And I know that like, that's the best thing for my mental health. Like, though I love my family, that's why I chose to move. Like I chose to move because like independence does better for me. Like I do better when I can like do things by myself and having like my roommates around all the time really is like the most normal it can get for me. Like I think if I would have put myself back at home, it just would have felt like a never ending winter break or something like that. And like, I don't think that I could like do that, I think I would literally revert to how I behaved in high school. Like I need to be like here, I think. So with that in mind, what are some, I guess, some coping skills you guys have? I know I talk about this with um, all of you actually at one point. So like, what are some coping skills that you've adopted to try to normalize what's happening around you and to keep yourself calmer so that you can be more productive? Like, what are you doing to help yourself? Like Sam had said earlier, like I'm sticking to a schedule every single day. I'm trying to stick to the one I had before all of this happened. Like I try to wake up at the same time I still did. Um, I try to break up my time during the day. Like I'll do my, my first couple hours of work and homework in my room. And then I'll move to the living room for a few hours to like keep being productive. Once I'm in the same spot for like too long, I start like to lose my productivity but um, being here with my roommates, we try to like keep to a schedule. We'll like have game nights a couple of days of the week. We'll schedule in like one long walk every single day. So we're like getting some fresh air or something, but just trying to like take some time to be with them. And then I also, during this time, I've been more in touch with my friends from back home than ever, which we could have been doing this the whole school year, but we're doing it now, which is good. So um, I'm just trying to like schedule in times to be with other people. And I feel like to keep my mind off of it. Yeah, for me, it's, um, I feel like the way I cope with things is like, I really have to be in a, like some type of like routine that makes me feel like I did something that day. So a big thing for me is like, my roommate and I do like home workouts every day for like an hour and a half. And that really like makes or breaks my day because otherwise like I sit in my room the whole day. And I mean, I've never really had a problem with like sitting by myself. Like I was like the child that like my mom would have to like punish me by like making me go play outside. Like I never wanted to be outside. Um, so like I'm okay. But like another thing that's really helping me cope is to like realize that everyone is going through the same thing 
And though it feels like it's a very unique situation to us because it's a weird situation in general, like everyone feels the same way. And like to have conversations like this with people is like a great way to cope because like when you say things out loud, it doesn't sound like the end of the world anymore. Cause like when you get in your head, like you can go on and theorize about like what's going to happen all day. So like really rationalizing everything for myself is like what brings me back down. Yeah. Something um, I've been doing to just kind of like cope and calm down a little bit. Um, whenever I notice myself, like just kind of like catastrophizing everything um, is like turning to like more creative outlets Um when I was younger, I was like very into like art and that type of thing. So I've kind of been trying to go back to that a little bit. Um, so lots of painting, drawing, that type of thing. Um, and then just like taking a moment for myself, like alone out of every day, because I am home with people 24 seven. Um, so just like taking a moment to kind of distance myself is something that I've been working on too. I think I have two mainly that come to mind. First, I found that like going for a drive by myself and just singing really, really loud and like not getting out of the car, not doing anything, but just like scream singing your favorite songs is so therapeutic and so nice. It gets you out of the house. Um, second, I think making sure that I FaceTime my roommates and keep in touch with them. Um, Cause once I'm home, it's really easy to like isolate myself and not talk to people or whatever, but like making sure that I remember that there's like a life outside of this house and this room and things are still happening and my roommates are still there and, you know, still being able to talk to them has been really nice. Yeah, for sure. I wasn't even going to say anything cause it's so ridiculous, but me and my friends have started playing Fortnite, which was like, total comic relief in the beginning we had one friend who played it and he thought it was like the funniest thing ever and we were like you know what it's cross-platform it was like three nights into the whole quarantine and we're like, it's cross-platform we can all play it we're gonna get on and now it's like ingrained in our routine like every night we will facetime and there's like five of us and we'll all play and we'll all be on our videos and it has become a like a huge relief of my everydays. I just like look forward to that and we laugh. And it's something that I never thought I would be doing, but it has been very helpful. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy doing that. That's something that helps it. I unwind for the day and then I can get up and it's a new day. There's new thoughts, there's new things to do. But yeah, it's completely ridiculous, but I kind of love it and it has been great. <laughs> I love that. I've had a lot of students that have um, texted me like, hey, I feel like I should be doing stuff, except I'm like, I'm either stuck listening to just music or I've been watching Netflix like, like 24 seven or, you know, I've only been playing video games or whatever. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I've been la kind of laughing about that. But then I was like, I think that what's so cool about our program and our students is that one, you're allowed to do do whatever you need to do right now to get through whatever you need to get through. Like there, there's no expectation for you to like lose 15 pounds or to like regain your fitness routine or any of this like ridiculous like Instagram stuff that we're seeing like over and over again about like shaming yourself into like a new, you know, schedule or whatever. But I was just thinking how, how unique and self-aware of a lot of you to reach out to say, hey, what could I be doing? Like, what's free right now? And a lot of technology companies are allowing that to happen. And so people are, you know, taking that opportunity to like gain a new skill or like Lindsay said, like hone an old skill that she had 
sort of, you know, lost touch with or whatever. And um, I think that that's really brave and smart and it's a nice distraction um, to try to do, you know, do some kind of self-improvement. But I also think like with people like us with anxiety, like thinking about all the types of self-improvement is just like, can't I just be also, I mean, um, I'm wondering how does, how does what other people are doing impact how you feel like you, what you should be doing right now, like on social media? I think part of my anxiety is like, I already have really high expectations for myself and expectations that revolve around like, not like disappointing people. Um, so when I see like, I mean, I'm, I've gotten a little bit better, um, working like since I've like worked with social media and like tuning out social media, because like, I think like being the type of students we are, like, we know that social media is a brand and sometimes it's part of the brand and it's not part of real life. Um, and I just like continuously reminding myself that like, I can improve for me, but like, I don't have to improve because social media is showing me like all these like challenges to lose like 35 pounds. Like just because my TikTok algorithm is like three ways to like incorporate spinach into your daily meals. Like that doesn't need to happen if I don't want it to happen. So like, it's just like checking in with myself and being like, what do I want to happen? And like, how can I like disconnect this from like what social media is telling me needs to happen? Sam, what did you have to say about that? Oh, I was just going to say that I think the fitness one is huge. I think that everyone is really pushing, you know, to be a new person when this is done and to use this time to, you know, lose a bunch of weight or change your eating habits and all this, all this stuff. And I think that what Allison said was very right that, you know, it's not, it's not always real and we need to remember that. And I think that it's important to remember that when this is over, we are going to have like new parts of ourselves. We're going to have learned new things. We're going to be going through new stuff, but you don't have to be a whole new person. And I have been incorporating a lot more like exercise and things into my day, but it's just to like get those endorphins, you know, it's not because I feel like I need to be a new person. And I think that that's really important because it is stressful when everyone's like, we're going to do it. We're going to be different. And you're like, okay, but you don't have to be. It's only if that's really what you want. And it, I think that there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. Something personally I've noticed is like through this quarantine, I've been on social media a lot less, which um, I feel like might be different than a lot of people because they do have more free time to be on it now. Um, but especially the last couple of days I've gotten to the end of my day and I was like, I have no clue what's going on right now. Like I haven't been on any like Instagram platforms, anything like that. Um, so I think that's just kind of helped me like stay away from all the expectations that people are setting for themselves that I want, might want to set for myself if I see them do it. Um, so I mean, taking that distancing measure without realizing I'm doing it has been really helpful for me. I think, Allison, you made a really interesting point when you said that, like, as advertising and PR students who work a lot with social media, like, we sort of have, like, a different look on it, and we realize that it's not real, right? Like, we know the strategy behind what these influencers and people are doing, and I feel like that's been really helpful, just because I'm so aware that, like, 
they have a motivation behind posting that and it's to make them look a certain way. And the fact that I'm not doing that same thing isn't like a personal flaw, right? There's nothing wrong with me. Um, so, but I've also found it helpful to limit my social media because it's easy to lay in bed all day on Instagram and scroll. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just finding that, like, what is my motivation for doing this, right? Like, am I exercising because someone I follow on Instagram is and I feel guilty and like I need to, or am I exercising because like I've been sitting here all day and my body needs to move and I'll feel better after I do. So like recognizing that motivation. I think also just understanding like everyone is different and just like being in tune with yourself and understand like what do you need during this time? Um, like just have realistic expectations. Like it would totally be great to come out of this, like in the best shape of my life and like an excellent baker and like have read all the books I've been wanting to read this whole year, but I'm not going to be able to accomplish all of those things. And that is okay. Um, but maybe finding one thing that I do want to accomplish, like starting one of the books that I want to read, I think is a attainable goal and would make me happy. But I think just like putting it into like, realistic expectations um what you want for your life it doesn't like don't be comparing yourselves to like what everyone else is like what is nancy doing with her like five minutes scheduled out the whole day like that doesn't need to be you and that's okay right and i think like it's also important to remember that like things that you needed to do to like really like protect your mental health still can exist like you can still like even though we're sitting inside all day it's okay to have days where like all you want to do is lay in bed. Like, that's okay. Like, just because you laid in bed the day before, like, doesn't mean you can't lay in bed the next day. Like, if that's, like, what you need, like, that's what you need. You're being told to stay inside. Like, it's important not to, like, because I know, like, everyone wants to be productive and, like, everyone feels like they have things to do. And when you're doing nothing, like, I know it sometimes feels so, like, shameful to do nothing again. But, like, sometimes you genuinely need to do nothing. And like, I think we just have to be okay with like doing nothing. I know if I see one more banana bread in my social media feed, it's going to be the end. I think for some people, because I get like, I just was thinking like, where was all the banana bread before? Why is there so much banana bread now? I don't understand the banana bread situation at the point at this point. And I feel like no one's making anything else. Like it's really just banana bread. Banana bread. So much banana bread. Or sourdough starter. That's the second mm -hmm. one. A lot of bread. A lot, a lot of bread. bread. So I much bread. Lie. I've made so much banana bread recently. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy yeast anywhere. You can't find flour. Yeah, but we all must gone. make bread. People that yeah. never made bread now all of a sudden <laughs> are making the bread. What in the world? Um the last thing I want to cover is this idea of school online and online classes. So from the educator perspective, there's a difference between like really planning and being an online teacher and then having two and a half days to get your whole rest of your semester online. How have you felt that as a student? Um, I think that, I mean, I don't know, I've been pretty transparent about how it's gone on my side with you guys, um, and trying to be, you know, graceful about it. And, but at the end of the day, this is not what any of us signed up for. You didn't sign up to be online students on zoom calls, you know, eight hours a day. Um, I certainly didn't sign up for this method either, but yet here we are and through the summer probably. Right. So 
how do you feel about that in terms of how your education is being delivered, what your experience is, um, getting your projects done? Like, has it been better or worse? Like, what are your thoughts on it? I think that initially we're very lucky as ADPR students to have the professors that we do that are quite tech savvy. People are normally on top of things. Everyone already had a schedule made up. And I think that that transitioned quite well online. And I've noticed with a lot of my other classes that that's not the case. I have a lot of performance classes. My other major is music. And it's been really hard for those people who are not as tech savvy, who, you know, deal in ancient music and having to teach your voice lessons online and having to figure out what you're going to do with your choral credits. And I think that that's been really hard. There's been a lot of emails that are like, I'm sorry that this isn't up yet, or I'm not finding things like it just, it's been hard for people to keep up. But I think on the ad PR side, my professors are always like, this is when I'm going to be online. You can call me, you can text me. We have our schedules up. We have revised syllabi, like everything has been a lot easier on this side. And I've been very grateful that my profs have been very transparent in what's happening and we've been able to work together on on pretty much everything and I think that's been very helpful. I would echo that and I think I've been very fortunate that the professor the professors I have this semester the transition seems seamless um, on my end of like making everything available to us online and luckily that's the way with a lot of Adam PR um, professors. I think one of the harder things is we're still doing like group projects right now. And in this major, like that means working on some like really large campaigns and like huge projects, um, especially like senior year, like these are like, this is our big project end of the semester. It's been difficult to keep other students as motivated as you are, even though like you're all at home now. So I've seen that as like my biggest challenge, like, I've noticed several people like kind of just check out of classes towards the end, um, which is like really sad, but like everyone's like, everyone is struggling with this. Like I don't blame them. Like everyone's having a hard time like coping with this and that comes in like a lot of different forms. But that's what I've seen as a challenge, like not necessarily the like professors or like anything I've access to. I've never had an online class. Like I, learn much better in a physical room like with my peers like I miss seeing my friends in class um like Sarah mentioned earlier like that was my last physical college class like I'm graduating also like that's hard like I, I don't know if I'll see them again like we're all graduating now so that's like I don't know I just like miss going to campus um or like going to the library and doing my homework so that's the most like challenging part for me yeah, I think that, um, I think, yeah, we're all very fortunate to be in this program. The transition didn't feel like a transition. Um, everything was online and ready for us, like, the day after it happened. And I think that we are, like, really lucky. And I am, like, so thankful to my professors because, like, they made it work and they figured it out really quickly. And I know that's not what they expected to have to do because, like, literally the Tuesday, it happened on a Wednesday and the Tuesday, one of my professors, I have a political science minor, um, it was one of my political science professors, and he was like, 
So I posted the syllabus just in case we go online. Like, I don't really think it's going to happen, but here's the syllabus just in case. And I was like, I like texted up with my friends and I was like, my professor just said, like, we might go online. Like, I don't really think that's going to happen, but like, I guess it could. And like, then it did the next day. So like, I don't know, like, I'm just like so amazed by the transition. And like, my professors have been like really accommodating and like, pretty like, open with communication and like their hours and like giving us a lot of time and like I really do appreciate that I mean like I have had like some professors who haven't really talked to us and like just like have us read and have not taught in a couple weeks and like that's okay too but you know I think it's also just the time of year like everyone's like checked out in April anyway so like checked out because it's April and then checked out because like everything's online together is like a whole different type of like I gotta go, so. Yeah, I have had, like, some really great professors um, through this transition, and some that have struggled a little bit more than others. Um, Like, one of my classes, I've emailed a professor, like, quite a few times, and I'm still waiting on a response, like, a month later. Um, So, there's definitely some professors that aren't super tech savvy, that are struggling a lot more with this, Um, but you can't really blame them. They didn't sign up for this either. Um, but the online learning part for me has not been the easiest transition. I'm not a big online learning person. Like I was signed up for summer classes and then they're going to be online. So I dropped the summer classes. Um, I just don't think it'd be the best way for me to learn certain things. Um, but like Delaney said, like the big projects right now, I am only a sophomore, but I am in two like campaign based classes right now. So I'm working on these campaigns. One is individual and then one is like a group campaign, but both of them ended up being a little bit more individual um, as far as like me doing um, the group campaign. So um, group work has definitely been a struggle, but I think that the professors are doing the best they can. Um, Some of them have added more work, which definitely isn't the go-to. It makes everyone's life a little bit harder so yeah I think personally the the transition all things considered was fairly smooth but I think the hardest part for me was now keeping track of like okay this professor is going to use zoom this one's using google hangouts this one's using webex like we're meeting this class one day a week this is how this professor wants me to turn things in now but this one wants it this way like all of these new things um that was hard and of course like we keep saying, everyone is doing the best they can, right? Like I'm just gonna give everyone the benefit of the doubt and give them grace because we're all dealing with this together. But um, I think hopefully going forward, um, we'll have more consistency. Um, And this is just a big learning experience for everyone, but I hope that it smooths out a little bit. I mean, granted, I hope nothing like this ever happens again, but um, if it does, hopefully we have a little bit more of a, a system to it. All right, so I have two final questions. They're very important. What is your number one quarantine snack? And what is your number one quarantine strategy for somebody else that maybe is struggling but doesn't know how to stop the spiral? So let's start with Sarah and then we'll go Sarah, Sam, Lindsay, Allison, Delaney. Oh, that's oh, that big questions, big questions. Mm-hmm. Very think- big questions. <laughs> um, First, okay, this is a strange quarantine snack, but I realized that I really, really love it. Um, I used to hate cottage cheese, hated it with a passion, 
But then I found out that if you have it like with apples, it's so good. So good. So that <laughs> is weirdly enough my snack. Um, strategy to get out of a spiral. I am fortunate enough that my therapist and I can like have phone virtual meetings. Um, so I find that when I'm starting to spiral, I'll just like give her a call. She's super open and makes herself available. But I think just having someone, a friend, a family member that you can go to, because I think once you start to spiral, then you you don't know how to get yourself out of it, right? So you need like someone to sort of anchor you and someone to help you get out of it, I guess. So having another person. I have two um, and they're on two completely different sides of the spectrum. I eat a lot of like celery and dip and then I eat a lot of Cheetos. There's just like no in between. We're either like eating something that you burn calories while you eat it or trash. And you know, I'm okay with that. Um, but I eat do a lot of munching. Um, but I would agree with Sarah that having someone to kind of anchor you is really important. Um, I think that trying something that you would never have thought to try, like Fortnite, has been very successful. Like, I think that you kind of have to let go of all of your preconceived notions of things and just do what you have to to get through it. So I would say don't be afraid to try something new. Um, that seems kind of ridiculous, but it's very helpful. And then also, if you don't have access to a therapist or someone that you can talk to, um, I find that journaling is very helpful. So if you just write it down, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything that anyone ever looks at that you ever even have to look at again, but taking those feelings and writing them down just so they're out of you. I think is very helpful. And I think that people will find a lot of success with that. I would have to say I have like two major quarantine snacks. The first, obviously, you know, banana bread. Um, and then the second, um, it's such a weird thing. I've always been picked on for doing this, but oyster crackers, like that you put in like soup and things like that, just like munching on those. Um, like while I'm doing homework, I'll just put a bowl next to me and just go to town. Um, and then probably some like strategies. Um, as far as schoolwork, I would say um, something that my friends have been like, they're like, how are you getting anything done? I'll tell them to just kind of like start with the easiest thing or the smallest task that you can get done. And then for just like personal, like getting your brain out of the spiral situation, um, something I do is just like a super mindless task. Um, like I'm a super fidgety person. So I've taken up just like crocheting a really long string to just get my mind off things. And I'll just sit there and like watch TV or really anything. Just think while I'm like making this insanely long crochet string just so I can have something to do. So my go-to snack is super, <laughs> I don't know why it's sweet potatoes, but it is like, I love a sweet potato. I eat them like it's October. Like, I am always ready to roast a sweet potato any time of the day. <laughs> it can be a breakfast food under an egg. It can be in a Buddha bowl. It can be a side for a sandwich. Sweet potato is the universal food, and I'm here to say it. Get rid of banana bread. <laughs> Start making sweet potatoes. They're like 79 cents a pound. They're amazing. Like, get your root vegetables in. Anyway, um, and then my coping skill, 
journaling is really helpful. I do have a therapist and I'm lucky to have a therapist that I can like talk to virtually and I meet with her like weekly to bi-weekly um depending on like what I have to say I guess but um journaling is really helpful like I like catastrophize really bad if I'm in my head like I will create the craziest chain of events and every single possible outcome that could happen before a situation has even happened like I've predicted the situation I've predicted the outcome and like then I'm like that's what's gonna happen and then I find if I like write it down or get it out of my head I'm like like, logically, how would that happen to a person? Like, so many things would have to go wrong in a row for that to actually happen. So, like, when I can do that, then I find myself, like, being able to ground myself a little bit more. So, like, if you don't have access to a therapist, I also think, like, there are so many, like, journaling prompts online for, like, um, like self-help and, like, any type of, like, self-help. Like, whether it be, like, patience or body image or, like, whatever it is, like, there are so many and like just getting those thoughts out of your your brain like so they don't like boil over is just like so helpful to me and I think can be helpful to anyone um I've been eating a lot of cereal during this every single grocery trip I'm like getting two different kinds of cereal and bringing them home and then also several grilled cheeses a week um those have been my snacks lots of comfort food um but my advice um to anyone who feels like they're spiraling don't be like embarrassed to call people and talk to them about how you're feeling. Like I know it's so easy to just say to people, um, but be open to being vulnerable. Like don't like feel like you're alone and isolated, even though yes, we are all isolated from each other. Like communication is still available and don't be afraid to like ask for help or like just talk to someone and say like, you know, I'm not really handling this really well. Like this is hard and that's okay. And I think it's okay to like, just be honest with yourself and be okay being vulnerable. And my other piece of advice, like if you are like having a breakdown one day, like if you're having like a really bad day, writing down does help like do something you can do to like help anchor yourself, like write down, facts like what is going on like I'm at my home I am at my home like I have roommates here today is this day um like just anything you can to like help like lower your emotions like I think one of the hardest parts of this is like the unknown and I think it's really easy to get your mind thinking of like all the terrible possibilities of the situation but I think it's easy to just remember like where you are in this point in time. And I think that's like a really good way to help like settle yourself. Um, well, thank you for, I can tell which of you I've talked about Brene Brown Brooks with. <laughs> so thank you for being vulnerable and having some time today um, to talk to us about how you manage your anxiety and how in the world to keep up in, in a place that just feels like it's always moving. I feel like we're never off now. That's something that I've noticed about this whole experience. It's, a, it's just like a continuous Zoom call <laughs> like this one. So Sarah, do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? Um, no, I just want to say thank you guys for sharing and taking the time out of your day to do this. Um, it's nice to know that I have you guys in my corner and we're all in each other's corner. Um, during this time, but that's all I have. So thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
hope you've enjoyed listening to PR Hangover. If you'd like, you can give us a follow on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA, and you can check out our show notes at GVPRSSA.com. 